Welcome to the podcast arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. And I'm trusting God that as we continue in the study that we started last week, the Lord himself shall reveal himself to us in Jesus' name. I want to start by thanking my dear sister who took us in the study last week. She did a wonderful job, and she's going to make what I'm doing this evening to be very easy by the grace of God. I also want to thank all the men of God that had spoken on this exalted altar in the recent times, especially the message that we had first service on Sunday. I was in the first service, and it was just like myself and the man of God, we sat together to draft what we are going to do this evening. And that gave me a lot of confidence about what God wants to do in our midst and about the quantum of his light that he wants to shed upon our hearts. Very quickly, I want to start this evening with the question that my dear brother Ola asked last Wednesday. That was a very interesting question, but we did not have so much time to delve into it. So that is where I want us to start from. And I'm just going to paraphrase that question the way I got it. And that question was, what is our role in following the promptings of the voice of God? And how can we appropriate the leading of the voice of God? And before I go go into that, I just want to do a very little recap. For those that were not here last Wednesday, What we started to talk about was the subject, hearing God. And I remember that last Wednesday, our dear sister who took the study, she explained to us the various means by which God can speak to us. And I'm going to ask us now, for those that were here, or those that watched it online, What were the mediums that she mentioned last week that God could speak to us through? I want us to make it very fast because we don't have all the time tonight, right? What are the mediums? She mentioned some of the channels by which God can speak to us. So I want us to just mention them. All right, go. Please, let me hear you clearly. (laughs) Yes, through dreams. Thank you. Inward witness. Thank you. Sorry? Vision. Thank you. Any other one? His word. Thank you so much. Is there any other one? Somebody has said dreams. Okay. I remember that she truly mentioned all those channels that we just mentioned now. And they are all correct. But the question that Brother Ola was asking last Wednesday 
dwelt so much on the things that some people do, which bring results. Whereas, you cannot allude the beginning of that action to the prompting of God or the voice of God or the instruction of God for them to do those things. Truly, they do those things and they achieve some results that are enviable. And you start to wonder, who led this person to do it the way he did it? Brother, did I represent you well? Thank you, sir. And I want to answer that question in a very short way so that we proceed from there. I want us all to go together to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 15. 1 Samuel chapter 15. Technical, please help me. Technical, please, do you have my slides now? Thank you, sirs. Okay, 1 Samuel chapter 15. Let's start from there. Verse 17. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 17. And the reason I'm starting from here is to establish a point about the reason why some people do things and it is like those things are just working for them. And if you ask them the reason why they do those things, even they, they cannot explain. If they want to be sincere with you, they will not tell you that it was God that spoke into my eye, my ears. That so when I had one angel or one angel appeared to me and he told me that I should go and do this. And that was the reason why I did it. And if you will recall, Brola also brought us two particular uh, characters in the Bible when he was asking that question. The first person that he mentioned was Jacob. Am I correct? And the second person that he mentioned was David. Okay, let's read 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 17. Oh, I thought I'm seeing it here too. Okay. And Samuel said, When thou was little in thy own sight, was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. Samuel was talking here to King Saul. At the point in time when Saul disobeyed God and God rejected him. Samuel made Saul to remember where he started from. And the reason why I'm reading this is for us to understand the kind of heart. And thank God for the good job that Pastor Remy did two weeks ago on the heart of man. The kind of heart that Saul had before God anointed him as the king over Israel, for you to know where Saul was starting from. And I want us also to now go back to 1 Samuel chapter 10 from verse 5 to 7. 1 Samuel chapter 10 from verse 5 to 7. I'm bringing something out of this. Okay. After that thou hast come to the hill of God, what I'm reading here so that we will understand. This is the story of the point where Saul was looking for the donkeys of his father. And it was there that he met Samuel. He did not have any inkling of becoming the king of Israel. This was where God grabbed him. This was the commission of, Sam, of Saul. Samuel told him, after that thou hast come to the hill of God, 
Where is the garrison of the Philistines? And it shall come to pass, when thou art come there to the city, that thou shalt meet a company of the prophets coming down from the high place with a psaltery, and a tabret, and a pipe, and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. Next verse. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shall be turned into another man. I want you to patiently look at what is written in the next verse. And let it be, when this sign come unto thee, that thou shalt do as occasion serve thee, for God is with thee. I want you to take note of this. At the point when the hand of God is upon a man, at the point when the anointing of God is upon a man, and at the point where the covenant of God is upon a life, he may not hear any voice. But that hand of God, that anointing upon that person, will start to generate some actions in him. By which, as long as those actions are not negating the word of God, there will be good results for his actions. This is where I'm going. And that is why it is very dangerous for you to copy people. Do you know there are some people, the covenant that is backing their lives up is the reason why when some people are doing some things that are bad, right? When they do it, they will not be caught. I'm not telling you to go and do it. I'm only telling you the danger of copying people. You don't know the backgrounds of people. You don't know the kind of covenants that their parents had entered into. Probably their parents that are godly. You don't know the kind of prayers that had been offered over them. And you don't know the kind of dedication that is upon their lives. I have seen cases of people that are children of ministers of God. Who became wayward. And in all the nonsense that they are doing all about, at a point in their lives, they will still come back to God because of the covenant over their lives. The issue of Jacob, Brother Ola, Jacob was a son of covenant. If you read the story of Jacob, the way the Bible puts it, Jacob was a corny man. Is that correct? But there was a covenant upon his life. That could not be broken. And that was the reason why in all his going forth and coming back. Because of that covenant that was in that lineage. And that was the reason why till today we are mentioning the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. That blessing came from Abraham, his grandfather. And that blessing transcended through that lineage unto that man called Jacob. Because of the kind of covenant over his life, just like what Samuel told Saul here, he got to a point in his life where the things that he was doing, things were just falling right for him. Let me tell you this. What Jacob did, because I know that Brola talked about it also, the issue of the speckled and the whatever of those animals. By privilege, I read agriculture in my first degree. And the agriculture of Nigeria is double degree. <laughs> Both crop science and animal science. So I did 
a bit of genetics, animal genetics. The professor who taught me genetics happens to be a general overseer of a church. I asked him one day, I said, Prof, what Jacob did, what is the, what can we trace it to in, gen in genetics? He told me, my friend, it has no basis in genetics. <laughs> and that tells you the way God helps some people where they do things that don't make sense. And those things will come with good results because of the covenant over their lives. Now, listen to this. When the Bible says, when God says that he will show mercy unto whom he will show mercy, that is part of the dimensions. But God is not doing those things to waste his blessings on people. He is only doing those things to draw such people unto himself. That is another discussion on its own. I want to stop it there. Broiler, did I satisfy your question? I want us to now go into the study for today. Our study for today, like I said, is the continuation of what we did last week about hearing God. And I want to start this evening by making it known unto us there is a confusion in the body of Christ when it comes to the issue of hearing God speak. Now, let us make it practical. I'm not here to embarrass anybody. I want, all of us, I just want us to learn, right? And I'm starting from the first person that my eye could sight. My dear sister, please give me one more microphone and let it work. I hope you are not afraid that I'm coming to you. Don't be afraid. I have a question for you. Okay, don't worry. No problems. Let's use my own together. I have a question for you. When was the last time you heard from God? Um, day before yesterday. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I want everybody to hear you. Yes, let's go. I'm sorry. No, no problem. Not meant to embarrass you. No. Okay. I want, me too, I want to learn. So when was the last time you heard from God? Day before yesterday. Right? Good. The day before yesterday. How? True dream. True dream. Okay. Yes, sir. Number two. <laughs> My dear sister, when was the last time you heard from God? I'm only going to ask three people. Today. So be preparing. I'm coming to you today. <laughs> yeah. How? Okay. I I have the key to the house. So I was supposed to pick another shift, okay. but my spirit was like, no, go to the house because my son comes back early. Okay. I was very close. So thank God I went to the house mm -hmm. and I tried the key. The door could not open. Wow. So I now knew, okay, <laughs> because if he had come back, mm -hmm. he doesn't have a phone out to contact anybody. So he would have just been outside. So, okay. so, so. I was glad that I listened. Okay. Yes. No, you have not told us how God gave you a solution. Oh, okay. I was just troubled in my spirit. I wanted okay. to pick another shift. Good. There was a shift that came out. All right. But I could not. As in, I, okay. So my was saying, no, go to the house. So, and luckily I went and the dog could not. I had to go to the back hmm. and try to enter the house. Wonderful. So if he had come, he wouldn't have known how to. So he would just be confused as a child. So when yeah. you received that instruction to, sh to take that shift uh -huh. was it like you had one voice in your ears and he said my daughter <laughs> don't take that shift to how did you no it, it was just a feeling a Unco feeling uncomfortable i love also, that yeah. i'm coming back to that god bless you my next customer okay. 
Yes, sir. <laughs> when was the last time you heard from God? That's that's deep. Um, I would like to say uh, yesterday. Okay. So how did it happen? I okay. I was at work and I I saw something that wasn't I wasn't supposed to see, but I saw it. Wow. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so, and it grieved my spirit. So hmm. I just I prayed to God that God give me strength to to overcome or okay. give me strength. Okay. And. Um, I got home, and it's, I didn't hear a voice in my in my ear. I was no, I going to ask you. I did not hear that, and I did not dream it. Okay. Well, God, I, I I want to believe that God spoke through my mom and through a friend of mine hmm. that encouraged me, and okay. I found peace in my spirit. Fine. I love that. So now I'm going to start from three back to one. Mm. Everybody, I want you to follow. Have you read your Bible today? Yes. So when you read your Bible, what happened? Not, nothing happened. Oh, that is interesting. <laughs> nothing. You didn't see any angel. I did not see any angel. And God did not appear? No. Wow, wonderful. <laughs> okay. Have you read your Bible today? Yes, I read. What happened? Nothing happened, but there was a, a word that was just in my... Where uh, Joshua and Moses went for battle, and Moses was like raising up his hands and... Uh, so I was asked, so when they said Jehovah, and they said, God can fight. So it was just like throughout me. Mm. I was just saying, God, please, no. Maybe I think that was really why, because I was really like meditating. That was why I could like listen to that feeling too. Fine. And no follow up with it. So. Okay. So when you read the word of God today, you had a kind of a feeling. It, it's like you picked something from what you read, right? Yeah, yes, I was, it and was just with me thinking about it throughout, but, okay. uh, but I just felt it was because I was like, I had time to like, let it go through me. That's why I was, I was like attentive to, in my spirit to like, mm. least to connect. So if you want to make reference to that experience, mm. you don't see it as God speaking to you? Of course, it's God speaking to me. You grabbed it, yeah. right? Yeah. Please give it to my my sister. Did you read your Bible today? Yes, I did. And when you did, you didn't feel God spoke to you. Um. Yeah, it did. It, it did, kind of. Well, I was reading um a I was reading where God was a story of Samuel and Eli. Okay. And. The part where where me started me was the part where where God was calling Samuel, okay. and he would run to Eli and say, "Master, did you okay. call me?" And he ran back, okay. and three times, the third time, then. Sorry. So when you read it, was there something that was particular to you that you grabbed from it, apart yeah. from the story? And what what I what I got from it was. Um, you got something. Yes. Okay. I did. Let's let's stop there for now. <laughs> Thank you so much, the three of you. I appreciate you. Thank you, church. You see, the reason why I wanted us to start from there is this. And I beg your pardon. I believe there is a reason why God inspired our leaders in this church that we should do this study. And I strongly believe there is something that God wants to correct. So, I want you to be here. 
there is a problem among the Christians in this generation. And that is, to, a, to an extent, we discredit the value of the word of God. I will tell you why. Many a times, we think the way God speaks, when we use the word God spoke to me, God ministered to me. Many of us, what we think is that God speaking to us all the time is by audible voice. When we hear him say, my son, you know all those films that we used to watch where I came from. And one angel will appear, he will put on a white garment and he start to say, my son, go to something. A lot of times, maybe we don't know, all those films that we watched and all those things that we have heard about God speaking, they have dropped some hints in our minds such that for us to think of God speaking, we are waiting until when we hear one voice in our ears, one kind of a voice that by the time we are relaying it to another person, that person will fear us. And that person will say, ah, that brother, don't touch him more. Those ones, they hear God. And if you are a child of God, and you don't know that God speaks to you too, that is the first point in your life where God wants you to gain your freedom today. The primary means by which God speaks to anybody, if it is God truly, is through the word of God. I make bold to tell you, people of God, if anybody comes to you and they are telling you that they had the word of God, they had the voice of God, and God told me that, if you cannot trace it to this Bible, to the word of God, discredit it. I want you to swallow that. We live in a generation in which a lot of times, and that is why, please listen to me very carefully. That is the reason why when we are telling people, and God told me that, God told me that, let us be very careful. Many a times, the use of those words, they cause confusion for some people. And what they are thinking, in fact, let me tell you, it has gotten so bad that now, there are so many people, they are coming to church. Honestly, they are born again. But because of the limitation of their knowledge about how God speaks, in their minds, they cannot tell people, but in their minds, they have gotten to a point at which they have told themselves, see, even if God speaks to people, we are not the kind of people that God will speak to. And when you tell them that God can speak to them, even when they don't argue with you, in their minds, they say, oh, it is all deception. Like, I, I want to remember the word that they use for it. They will say, they are just scamming us. The concept of hearing from God is not limited to the audible voice. Don't misquote me. God speaks in audible voices. We can hear God with our ears, and it will be like someone is talking, and we are hearing him. However, the primary means by which God wants to talk to us every time is through his word. It is when we develop faith 
in this world that will graduate to the extent of hearing his audible voice regularly. But what God wants us to do first is for us to put our trust in him each time we read this word and the only way by which we can truly prove that we have heard him truly is in our obedience to what we read from his word. Now, take note of this. When God speaks to us, the voice of God, so to speak, has nothing to do with vocal projection of what God is saying. It does not have anything to do with sound, the way we understand sound. But God speaks to our heart by inspiring us. But the reason why we don't pick the messages that God is bringing to us from time to time, a lot of times, it is because of the situation of our hearts. And that is the very reason why we need transformation of our hearts to be able to pick every piece of instruction that is coming from God unto us. If you are a child of God, let me share something with us. I told my wife recently, I just discovered that in the recent times, probably when I'm in the place of prayer, and I'm praying for people. If I spend time, maybe when I'm praying, the name of somebody just crosses my mind, and I start to mention the name of that person, I'm praying for that person, and I start to think of that person, within a short while, maybe within one day, or within some hours, that person will call me. It may not be somebody that I have seen in recent times. In fact, what shocked me when I was sharing it with my wife was that, there are some of these people that I have not seen for a long time. But their image will just come to my mind. And probably I remember one problem that they are passing through. And I decide to pray for them. Within a short while, that person will just call me. So I told my wife at a point, I said, when God brings the image of somebody to me like that, I will be the first person to call. So that when I call the person, the person will say, I just decided to call you now, now, now. And it will not be me that will be saying, do you know I just thought about, do you know that when you are saying it to some people, they will say, yeah, it's just because I called you. There is a reason I'm giving you that example. You see, these are some of the little things that happen in our lives. And because we don't pay attention, because of those things, we don't know sometimes when God is speaking to us. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. As God speaks, the devil also speaks. Unfortunately, what Satan does, especially when Satan is dealing with children of God, is that the very word of God that you thought you have read, Satan will bring one verse of the Bible and he will twist it and he will start to manipulate your mind with that word. Pastor said something last week. And honestly, it pains my heart that many times, the messages that come in this church, we don't pay attention. We have a long way to go this evening in our study, but I don't mind. Even if it is only one or two or three that we can do, we can stop it there. As long as I am sure that I have delivered the mind of God, I don't just come here this evening. And that is the truth. 
If it is only two that I can do, I know and I am satisfied. You see, the problem is that many a times when the devil is bringing a verse of the scripture, he will bring something that will tally with probably the situation you are going through. And he will now bring something that is just in contrast to that. Sometimes, if you are not careful, what the devil will do is that he will bring a verse of the Bible that will satisfy the lost. Take note of what I just said. Something that will satisfy the lost that you are already nurturing in your mind. Something that will fit into whatsoever you are craving for that is already taking you beyond the will of God for you. And the devil will present those words. Take note of this. From time immemorial, what the Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter 2 from verse 15 to 17. Please display it very quickly. 1 John chapter 2 from verse 15 to 17. The same model is what Satan has always been using. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Right from the garden of Eden. The same principle, the same method. Don't forget when we studied the book of James. The Bible tells us there that when we say that we fall into temptation, there are some things that we ourselves, we have been craving for. And this is the reason why it is very important for us that we should receive the transformation through the word of God every time so that the operating system, I'm not a computer scientist, the operating system of our mind, of our heart, so that it is always tuned to the word of God and the will of God, except for that, the devil will be playing Ludo with our lives and we will think we are hearing God. These are some of the simple reasons why sometimes some people will come to some other people and listen to this. I will give you a practical example of what happened to me. Before I got married, Of course, I prayed and I received. But there was one man of God that was very close to me before I got married. You see, I believe the hand of God upon this man. I believe the hand of God was upon him. And after I got married, one day I met this man. And this man told me something. What I'm about to tell you, I never mentioned it to my wife all the years that we have been married. I never mentioned it to her until last year. This man told me that I just got married though, my first year of marriage. And this man told me, he said God told him that my wife will never have a child. Meanwhile, this is somebody that before that time, he had told me some things and those things happened. Honestly, I believe the hand of God was upon him. I'm going somewhere with this experience I'm sharing with you. The day this man told me that thing, in my mind, I said, ah, that one, not fake. I didn't tell him anything. I just went back and I prayed against what he said. I did not tell my wife. And true to what he said, 
we went through some turbulence or some turbulence within the first maybe one year of our marriage. Afterwards, when God gave us child, you know, and later, later, when something started to happen for good, I was still seeing this man. And the only thing I did not call him about or to ask him was, man of God, that thing that you said the other time, are you sure it was God that told you? I did not bother to ask him that. You see, the reason I am giving you that example is because if you yourself do not find time to know what the will of God is over your life, and that will of God, the expression of that will of God to you, either by reading his word or by the inspiration that you receive, that is God speaking to you. If you cannot hold on to what God has said to you and about you, somebody somewhere will come to you one day and he will give you something contrary. And to the extent to which you respect that person, you may not know that at the point where probably that person also fell out of the will of God or from the way of God, the devil might have manipulated that person in order to cause a fear in you. Immediately you digest that fear, you are gone. I'm saying that for us to know the reason why it is very important for us to be able to understand the conveyance of the will of God for us through his word and through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And this is where the power of discernment, this is where it comes to play. If you cannot decipher the will of God from God's word that will develop your mind to the extent of discernment, I am sorry. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts of Apostles, chapter 16, from verse 16 to 34, about a small girl that was following Paul. And the Bible says that that girl was saying to all the people, this is the man of God that God has sent to do this, to do that. All the things that that girl was saying about Paul, were they wrong? They were not. Unfortunately, the power that was behind what that girl was doing was not the power of the Holy Spirit. What do you think a natural man would have done in the position of Paul? What do you think a natural man would have done? They could have thought, oh, this young girl that is endowed with the Spirit of God, let us call her to be part of our ministry. And this is where the power of discernment comes. The fact that somebody is quoting the scripture does not mean that person is speaking the mind of God. Power of discernment. So, it is very important for us that we should be able to get to the point at which we understand the mind of God through his word per time. And that is where the work comes in, per time. Take note, per time. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. I want to quickly talk about the reasons why we shortchange ourselves and we don't hear from God. And that is the major thing I want to do tonight. I, we may not be able to finish it, but wherever we get to, the Lord will help us. By the time I finish tonight, I want to trust God that everybody will go home with something by the grace of God. Technical, please help me. 
these slides, the reasons why we find it difficult or the reason why we may not hear from God. I want to mention some of those things and I will do some little explanations on them. Slide two, please. The first one that we are going to talk about is unbelief. Unbelief. A lot of people come to church, but where they are seated, while the word of God is going on, hindrances to hearing God. Please, next slide. While the word of God is going on, they find it difficult to allow that word of God to penetrate into them. Some people, they have fixed minds. They are expecting that it is a particular prophet that is going to talk to them before they can believe. Some people, they have put their trust in a particular person or through a particular channel. I want us to together read the book of Hebrews chapter 1. Let us see something there. Hebrews chapter 1. Before we see Hebrews 11. Hebrews chapter 1, please. Hebrews chapter 1 from verse 1 to 4. God who at sundry times and diverse manners. Do you have it in your own Bible? I'm asking you now. Do you have that in your Bible? Depending on the version that you are using. God who at sundry times and in diverse manners speak in times past to the fathers by the prophets. Next verse. He had in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, yes, who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. I want to stop there. Unfortunately, many people, they still believe now that until one prophet somewhere speaks to them, they may not argue with you, but they will not believe. What is the proof of your belief? The proof of your belief. To believe means to be living in the truth of what you know. To be living what you know is true. Because our faith is central to our relationship with God. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. What does the Bible say there? Somebody, help me. Yes? It is impossible to please God because he that comes to, he that, yes, must believe that he is and the rewarder of those who diligently. So if you cannot believe in him, why do you come to him? The danger behind unbelief is that it cuts us away from God. Don't forget what that scripture says. That without faith, it is impossible for us to please God. One of the reasons why it is difficult for us to hear God a lot of times is because we don't even believe him. And don't forget, God sees our hearts. Before you even say that you want to seek him, before you say that, a lot of people, they only do the fasting and the prayer. They do all those things. They just do it for doing sake. In their minds, they don't believe. Ask yourself today, to what extent do you believe God? Unbelief. Unbelief makes us to put God in the situation of a liar. When we don't believe God, 
It means we say that God is a liar. And it breaks the heart of God. Unbelief will lead to discouragement. Unbelief will lead to disinterest. It will lead to apathy. We get to a point at which we don't even care any longer just because of unbelief. This will cut us away from hearing God because God will not waste his resources on people that cannot maximize it. Unbelief will not allow us to maximize the spiritual resources at our reach. Number two, disobedience. Disobedience. If the attitude that we carry is for us to always argue with God, everything that they preach from the scriptures in your mind, you are finding a reason why you want to tackle it. And the devil is making you to feel like you are using your intellectual capacity. Do you know there are people, whatever they hear, they want to find an argument against it in the, in the word of God. They have made up their minds the way they want to go. And they have already decided that thing, that is not the way we are going. Dis disobedience. Do you know, it is not every time that God is leading us that he will tell us the reason why he is leading us in the way, we, in the way he wants us to go. I was coming from work recently. Normally, there is a particular lane. I was thinking of this example just this afternoon, and I said I will share it here today. There is a particular lane that I follow when I'm coming from work. Because from that lane, I will just go straight into the greens, right? And on this very day, as I was coming, I just had that thing in my spirit that I should take the other lane. That other lane did not make sense. It is the people that are going to maybe turn to the left that should use that other lane. But I had it very clearly that I should leave the lane where I was and I should go to the other lane. And I was questioning it in my mind. Ah, but that's not the way I'm going. But that thing came to me again and said, now, turn to the other lane. I turned reluctantly. People of God, I kid you not. It was not up to one minute. You know, immediately I left that lane, another car that was coming behind me, he took the position that I left. Because honestly, the lane that I left was even freer. That should be the place where I should stay. The guy just took my position and I felt like, what have I done? Within one minute, I'm telling you, a car just came from the other side. Maybe he lost his control or something, I don't know. And he rammed into the car of the man that took my position. I'm telling you what happened recently. You see, sometimes when God is leading us, he will not tell us the reason. But if our heart is in tune to receive him by the power of discernment, we will get to the point where we will know that it is God that is leading us. Let me quickly clear something there before we go forward. A lot of times, the reason why we fall into the trap of confusion that we wouldn't even be know, we wouldn't be able to know when God is leading us is because we don't have enough of the word of God inside of us. Let me quickly mention this as well before I forget. When you tell people that they should keep reading and meditating, not just reading, meditating in the word, Sometimes they don't understand. And we cannot overemphasize that thing because therein lies your power. There is something that the word of God does to the heart. 
And I'm telling you sincerely from practical experience. The more you study the word of God, you may not see that change immediately. But that word of God is changing. I used one word earlier. That word of God is refining your operating system from within. The more refined that operating system becomes, the easier it will be for you to pick things in the spirit. And that is the essence of meditating on the word. Just this afternoon, I was reading something from the book of John chapter 14. Where Jesus said that the comforter will come and after he comes, he will teach you new things and he will remind you these things that I have taught you. That is the way the Holy Spirit works. You see, there are some decisions that we want to take and you will just discover that all of a sudden, at the point of taking that decision, one word of God that you have read sometimes ago, which you do not even know that is kept somewhere in your mind, that word will just come forward and it will match the situation. It will give you the key into the decision you want to take. The more you meditate on the word, that word will be storing something inside of you. It will be changing you from within. And it will be giving you what the Bible refers to as the mind of Christ. By the time we get to that level, you will find out that there are some things that the way you will take decisions on them and the way you will act when those situations arise, even you yourself, you will know that that was not the former you. Somebody almost got me angry in the place of work today. And I could hear God speaking to me that I should just keep quiet. And after all the drama, the person tormented my enemy, so to speak, since morning, today, from morning. And I knew that the person was doing it deliberately. But the Holy Spirit told me that I should not even argue, that I should not even send any mail, apart from all the... All the mails that he sent to me, doing all the whatever, whatever. The Holy Spirit said, just keep quiet and watch. I've not even told my wife this. She's just hearing it now. And around 3 p.m., this man just came to my desk and he started to, you know, laugh with me. Something like, and he was saying something like, after all that I even did, you did not even respond. You, this guy, something, 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 something. And, and the Holy Spirit said, do you see the reason why I told you to keep quiet? If I had done something there, you would have used it against me. And by the time I want to stand up to say I'm a child of God, they will now bring out my own reaction. Right? They will not talk of the ones that they have done. But it is the one that I did in that instant. They will now bring it out. That is the power of the word of God that you store from time to time. By the time when you have to live out that word, it will be available. Food scientists tell us all the nutrients that we eat all the nutrients that we absorb from the food that we eat, by the time when the body system is vulnerable, it is then that those, the body will call for the work of those nutrients that had been stored in it. That is how the word of God works. But where will that word work for you if you don't believe it? The Bible tells us about some people that they hear that word, but that word did not profit them because... It did not mix with faith in them. Where do we belong? All the word that you read, all the word of God that you hear, 
Have they been mixing with faith in you? If they are not been mixing with faith in you, by the time you're supposed to call them to your assistance, they may not work. And that is part of the reasons why we don't hear from God. Number three, worry and anxiety. Worry and anxiety are basically the same thing. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 25 to verse 34 says, We are not to worry about life, what we drink, what we eat, what we wear. And the scripture tells us not to worry about tomorrow. Because the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, The word worry in the Greek word, it came from that Greek word, same Greek word that says anxious. To be worried about things is to be anxious, to be, you know, put yourself under some unnecessary pressure. And you should ask yourself, just like what the Bible says, what can you add to your life by worry? Let me tell you sincerely, and I'm saying, most of the things I'm telling you tonight, I'm telling you from my practical experience. If I say that I am praying, if I am worrying about something and my mind is burdened, I will not be able to receive anything in my spirit. But I have come to a method that helps me. And that method is, when I see that my heart is disturbed about things, I go into worship. I have discovered that when I go into worship, it relaxes my soul and it connects me to God. Because what the devil wants to achieve is that he will make you to be thinking of all the things that are not working well around you. And he will take you to the point of dejection. At that point, you cannot pick the voice of God. Worry. The effect of worry in the life of anybody is that it will make your faith to leak. The little faith that you have, by the time you start to worry, you will just discover that that faith will evaporate and then anxiety will increase. It makes us to forget who God is. It makes us to forget the person of the God that we say that we worship. And it will start to bring all the problems around and it start to turn our minds and start to play upon our minds. Anxiety interconnects with impatience. It is the result of placing unrealistic expectations upon ourselves and upon others. The Bible tells us about a lady called Martha. Martha was so worried. She was so upset that Mary was not reaching her expectations in order to help with hospitality when Jesus visited their house in the book of Luke chapter 10 from verse 38 to verse 42. But pay attention to what Jesus said. Jesus said concerning Mary that that which no one can take from her is what Mary had paid her attention to. Now, look at it this way. Should it be somebody that wanted to entertain Jesus, that Jesus supposed to praise, or somebody that sat and was listening to him? Now, look at this. God is not interested in most of the activities that we put ourselves into. A lot of times, what we hide from is the fact that many of the activities that we find ourselves in, many of those things, they are towards meeting some needs even in our own lives. But God is more interested in us listening to him 
Isaiah chapter 55. Go and read it. He is interested in us, paying attention to him because a lot of times he has some things that he wants to tell us. But many a times because our minds are not settled, we are involved in a lot of activities. When I was preparing for this message, I stumbled on something and it shocked me. Could you believe that in Japanese language and in Chinese language, the word worry, when they write it in their language, worry and anxiety, they came from two words in Japanese and Chinese language or languages. And those two words, when you interpret them back into English, the first one says dead. And the second one says heart. When you combine it, dead heart. In Japanese and Chinese language, worry is tantamount to a dead heart. Can you connect that? How the situation of the death of our hearts to the instructions that God wants to pass to us that we may be able to understand his will, but which we miss because of worry and anxiety. I just thought about the situation of that woman called Hagar in the book of Genesis. Hagar, the concubine of Abraham. She was, you know, the maid servant of Sarah, so to speak. When Hagar was running away from her mistress, the Bible says that when that son, Ishmael, was thirsty, the Bible says that she placed that young boy somewhere and said, don't let this boy die when I am there. Let me just leave him. But the angel of God opened her eye to see the water around her. Do you know that a lot of times when we worry, we don't see our situations around, we don't see our solutions around us. Even when God is speaking to us and he's showing us the way out of our problems, many a times because of the anxiety and the worry that are taking over our minds, we don't see those things. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Understand, undeveloped spirit, that is number four. So often, we build up our minds and emotions by the things that we read, things we look at, things we listen to, things we think about, instead of developing our spirits. Take note of this. A lot of children of God have put themselves in trouble because of the kind of films that they watch. Do you know, when Jesus said that we should be careful of how we hear, a lot of times we miss the meanings of all these things. So, do you know the gate into the heart, right? Our ears, our eyes, our mouths, every sense that we have, they are the gate into our hearts. But because a lot of times we do not take care of these things during the day, we ingest into our hearts a lot of sights, things that we see on the TV. In the society that we live in, see, in the society we live in, whether you like it or not, there are so many bad things that we see every day. And this is the reason why we need the purging of the Holy Spirit upon our hearts. And for us to deliberately choose those things that our hearts consume. Because all those things, they have effect upon our hearts and they make our hearts to be undeveloped. 
Unfortunately, a heart that is not developed will not be able to conceive the messages from God. The book of 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. The Spirit clearly says that in the latter times, some will abandon the faith and they will follow deceiving spirits and things that are taught by the demons. We live in a society now in which, whether you like it or not, if you are not selective of those things that come into your heart, there are free channels by which people have contact with, with various demons every day. God will not sit upon the throne of your heart and the devil will be challenging him there. So who do you give the authority of your heart to? Mr. Idola was using that scripture last week and she was emphasizing on it. Jesus said, I stand at the door and I am knocking. If you will open, he is not forcing you. And that is where we have a role to play. Who do you open the door of your heart to? We have to deliberately spend time in his presence. We have to deliberately spend time reading his word so that our matters will not become like those people that the Bible says that their hearts have been seared with hot iron. First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. Number 5, busyness. Maybe this is the last one I'm going to take. Number five, business. Often, business is looked upon as being important. I think I have mentioned a little of that earlier. You hear people say, I'm so busy. I am too busy right now. Business can be a false identity that easily hinders us from listening to God. We should not only work for God, but we should strive to work with God. It is not sufficient for us to say we come to church every Thursday. We come to church every Sunday. We come to house fellowship. We do this, we do that. It is not sufficient. To what extent have we determined to walk with God? That will speak to the quantum of his will that he reveals to us through various channels. Number six. Deafness from unforgiveness. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I will just state that fact. If you hold somebody in your heart that you have not forgiven, one. Number two, this will sound strange to you. If for any reason the devil has trapped you, I say it again, if for any reason the devil has trapped you by not being able to forgive yourself. Number three, if you have not approached God If you have not approached God for forgiveness on some of the matters in your personal life that you have identified, this is where you belong to. If you have anything to do with any form of unforgiveness from God and from man and from yourself, it will be difficult for you to hear from God. And one of the reasons by which the devil will trap you there, number one, is that each time you get to the point where you're supposed to hear from God. There is a burden upon your soul because you are holding somebody there. I had a pastor some years ago. He will say, 
if you hold somebody down in your mind and you say that you are not going to forget, forgive that person and you are holding that person down, even you yourself, you will not move forward. And I found it to be true. If you are desiring to hear from God and you want to have a growth in him and you are holding people, you are holding grudges in your mind against people. And I mentioned something earlier, I will repeat it. Some people, it is not because they are holding somebody in their mind. They are holding themselves. There are some things about themselves that they have not forgiven themselves. This is how the devil uses it against them. Anytime they want to pray, Anytime they want to move forward in God, the devil will come to them and the devil will tell them, can you remember that thing that you did then? It is not people like you that God is looking for. And from there, they drop. I pray that where we need deliverance, the Lord will deliver us in Jesus' name. Dead conscience. People get to a point at which when the Holy Spirit had been prompting them about some things that they do, that those things are not right, and they get to a point at which uh, when they have shut down the Holy Spirit uh, and they have shut up the Holy Spirit, so to speak, a couple of times. And don't forget, the book of Genesis, God said that he will not strive with man again. The Holy Spirit of God will not strive. When he has warned you, he has cautioned you, and you have gotten to a point and the devil is now deceiving you. And you feel like, after all, I did it last year, nothing happened. I did it in January last year, nothing happened. March, nothing happened. In July, it means nothing will happen, Gary, and you now continue. <laughs> Dead conscience. That is a very dangerous situation. And if a person should continue in that line, he will get to a point at which in fact, his conscience will not nudge him again when he does that thing. And he will just continue like that. That kind of person cannot hear from God. I want us to reflect tonight. What are those things that the Holy Spirit had warned you about? And you continued doing those things. And you have now found yourself in a situation of lethargy. You have gotten to a point right now where when you do those things, the kind of feeling you used to have you no longer have that feeling. You need to go back to the cross. Jesus is waiting for you. Those that violate their conscience. First Peter 3 from verse 16 to 17. Those that compromise their lifestyles. Those that are reluctant and they are lukewarm in their relationships with God. God wants us to get to a point, just like Paul, where we will say, I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. Acts chapter 24 verse 16. And we should ask ourselves, are we there? Before I round up, let me quickly mention this. Pride and independence. Do you know some people, and I bless God for the message that Brian preached on Sunday morning. He mentioned this there. Sometimes we get to the point where we tell ourselves, I don't need to pray about that one. He used the language in the message on Sunday morning. He said, some of us, we get to a point that we tell ourselves that even if I pray to God about this thing, God will say, are you stupid? Are you supposed to talk to me about this? 
that is tendency towards pride. If we get to a point in our lives at which we tell ourselves that even if I sleep and they wake me up, I know what to do about this thing. God is interested in every detail of our lives. And when God sees that thing in us, that we are willing to carry him along in every decision that we take, God will be willing to reveal himself unto us every time. Unfortunately, the spirit of pride has shortchanged us from the revelations that are supposed to be available for our movement forward. I pray the Lord will deliver us in Jesus' name. Let me stop here for this evening. Please, do we have any questions? All right, let us stand up. Before we go to pray, please, I want to quickly announce to us, it was said in the church on Sunday that there are some scammers that are taking over our social media platforms, starting from WhatsApp, and they are getting to call some people. Please, let us be very careful. Those evil guys, they have not stopped their work. So please let us be very careful. Some instructions had been passed to many of our platforms to advise us on what to do to secure our devices. Please let us you know, follow those instructions. I want us to pray only one single prayer tonight. Meanwhile, there is an exercise on this subject that we discussed in the last two weeks. By one way or the other, that workbook, we shall find a means of getting it across to every one of us. It is a kind of an evaluation sheet. You will look at all the questions that are asked there, answer them for yourself, and arrive at something for yourself. I want us to pray only one prayer before we go. I told my family on our way to church, I said, that is the song the Holy Spirit had been singing in my mind since morning. But it was this evening that I knew the reason. Uh, Sadiola, please help me. I want you to help me to sing that song. Uh, Everybody, I want us to sing that song before we pray. Channel of my spirit, open up. I think that is the right prayer for, for these two weeks. I want us to pray to God with that song that God should open up the channels of our spirits. So that when he is downloading his information to us, we will not miss it. You see, many times, the reason why things happen, and we tell ourselves, ah, and something was telling me, is because of all these things that we mentioned. We all find ourselves in that situation once in a while. But that is not the will of God for us. God wants to give us information ahead of time. I pray he will help us in Jesus' name.
channels of my spirit open up. Channels of my spirit spirit. Lord, I pray tonight that you flush it out so that I may have direct access to you. Go ahead and pray unto the Lord. Father, tonight I pray, let the blood of Jesus flush my spiritual pipe so that I may have a direct contact with you, that I may always be connected to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, let the channels of my spirit be freed up tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, help me, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father, we say thank you tonight. Lord, we appreciate you for what you have done. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you, Father, because of the opportunity you've given us again in these last two weeks. In order to make us to understand your will that you are conveying unto us by speaking to our hearts. Lord, we pray unto you that in the year 2023, we don't want to walk in darkness. And the only way by which we can achieve what you have set out to do for us is if we can hear you. Therefore, we pray, O oh God, that in this year, you will open up all our channels, O oh God. And you will make our spirit to be alive unto you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, as we go from here tonight, we pray that you will reveal unto us the hidden things. Father, we pray that from now, when we read your word, let us find you. In the name of Jesus Christ. The transformation that needs to happen within us. 
so that our spiritual operating system will be upgraded. Father, we pray you will do it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, because you have answered us. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Let's share the grace in fellowship. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.